sees us. East Orkson, that's Thursday. So let's, um, let's be expectant for what God's going to say to each. And what a privilege to pray for you. Yeah, well, I just want to thank you for each there. I just really want to thank you, Lord, for what you've done in his life and who he is as a beloved son. And yeah, we just want to receive him as a gift to us this morning, the word that you've placed in his life. And um, yeah, Father, thank you, Holy Spirit, that as he speaks, your words just find root into our hearts. Lord. We just open our hearts to hear from you and to receive your word with power this morning. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks, Dave. What an intro, eh? <laughs> How's everyone doing? Uh, when when Cal asked me to pray, he was like, I need to preach. He was like, Can you just put me in something that's like 15 minutes? Uh, and then later he told me to say that, and I feel comfortable. But <laughs> I prepared a 15 minute teaching, so it might be shorter. So. Yeah, but I just really want to share something that I really feel is, is of God's heart in this time. And I, and I really feel like. This is something that that God's really moving in, in this area, and it's it's uh, it's a message about union and a message about oneness. You know, understanding our union and understanding our oneness and our and our, and our closeness with God, and and understanding how accessible and how available the presence of God is for us, you know, to us in our daily lives. Um, and it's kind of something that I feel like we all really know, like we all have an, an idea of what, you know, of course God's with me, you know, God's presence is with me, but I feel as though God's really wanting to ground us in it because if we if we really catch it, we really understand it, and we, we really allow it to sort of be in our heads and in our hearts, it completely changes the way we do our relationship with God and it completely changes the way we do relationship with with, with other people and how we do life. Um, and so uh, I'm not I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it really short. Well it is short anyways, but um, um, I want to share really quickly I mean my my idea of what God was like. I had a very sort of dualistic perspective of what God God is like. I had this idea that God's over there and I'm over here, you know. And this is a God that I sort of have to impress and I, and I have to serve and I have to do things, you know. This is a God I have to get closer to, you know, to to bridge the gap, you know, to to, to bridge the distance between me and this God. Um, and my whole life journey is a journey of getting closer to God. When I get closer to God, I get you know more more intimate with God. But what it really was was a concept of bridging a, a distance with God. And uh, how did I bridge the, this distance? Or how did I think I could do it? I thought, well, here's how I bridge the distance. Basically, you do good stuff. Like if you're praying, if you're reading your Bible, if you like singing worship and stuff, you you getting closer to God, you know, um, and I do all these practices which aren't bad, right? But I was doing them from a place of, from a very religious mindset of 
I need to cover this gap and I need to get closer to, to God. And uh, I was speaking about this like a few weeks ago that what it did is it put me in this sort of very unhealthy roller coaster of like feeling close, feeling far, feeling close, feeling far. Like if you if you if you are if everything is going okay, you feel close. Right? You mess up or you do something bad and you feel far. And it's an unhealthy roller coaster of going back and yeah. forth, back and yeah. forth. I'm pretty sure like all of us have experienced that. Um, and maybe your concept of distance with God is not as religious or as bad as mine was, but we all have our concepts of distance. We all have our, our scenarios of where we feel far from God and where we feel close to God. You know, it could be that things are going well at work, things are going well in business, things are going well in your relationship. In those moments, you feel so connected to God, you know. Um, and when it's not, there's a concept of like separation, like a distance that's happening there. Um, so we all have our, our, our frameworks and what I feel like God's really doing at this time is, or what God wants us to do is to, to really get grounded and to really grasp this revelation, this understanding that we have the fullness of the presence of God in every single moment. It doesn't matter where we're at, it doesn't matter what's happening in life, you know, we, we are constantly in the abundance and in the fullness of the presence of God um, in every moment of life. And I just want to, I'm going to read a few, a few scriptures here real quickly that speak on on union, right? Uh, I preached this a few weeks ago, so lucky me. I didn't have to write the notes again. But here's the, 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 some scriptures which I, uh, are in the New Testament, and they're really powerful. And there's this repetitive theme of union and closeness and oneness that you really can't miss. Um, read First John 14, verse 20. You don't have to follow the scriptures because they're lots. You can just write them down if you want. But or just listen. Um, the first John 14 verse 20. Uh, this is Jesus praying. He says, "In that day, he's actually talking to his disciples, and he says, in that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you." First uh, John 5 verse 20. Uh, the Son of God has come, and He has given us clear vision, so that we might see Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true, uh, in His Son, Jesus Christ. First um, Corinthians 6 verse 16. Uh, this is Paul. And I really like this because the first time I read this verse, I was taken back at like, the radical language that Paul's using here. Um, it's like, it's, he's using sexual language and he says, the person who unites himself with a prostitute, um, is one body with him. As you know, the scripture says, the two shall be made one flesh. Then the very next scripture he says, but the person who unites himself with God is one with him in spirit. So such, this is such a radical language of like, you join with God, you know, you're, you're one with God in spirit. Um, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 is, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, who you have received from him? Ephesians 6 verse 2, he seated us up in heavenly places with him in Christ Jesus. Acts 17 verse 27, in him we live and move and have our being. 
Do you see that language is like in, 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 with, co-seated, together with uh, Galatians 1 verse 16. When it pleased God to reveal his son in me, uh, Colossians 1 27. God wanted to make the glories of his, uh, of his, the riches of his glory known. That is Christ in you. You know, um, so there's this very sort of distinct language of in and with and oneness and togetherness and union there. That's a repetitive theme that you see that's happening in the New Testament. Um, and, uh, and, and, and what we see is we're in him. So now, the question becomes, with the, with the issue of distance, is where is the room for distance? You know, where, where is distance? So how do you get close to a God who is telling you that I am in you? You know, how do you get close to someone who's in you? You know, how, how, do you, how do you bridge a gap between someone whom you live and move and have your being in them? You know, how do you get closer to to a God who says, I'm one spirit with you. And something that we really begin to see, and this was something that really changed my, my, my relationship with God, completely turned it upside down, is there isn't actually distance, right? But there is our awareness of union or our ignorance of that awareness. You know, it's either you are aware of that, that oneness and, and that that union and that presence, or, or you're not aware. And, and any concept or any idea that we have of being distant or far from God boils down to are you actually aware of, of being with God, or being one with Him? Uh, and are you aware that He's eternally present with you and in you? you know, I wrote here, God is as far or as close to you as your awareness of Him. You know, uh, it's, like it's, a, it's interesting, I'll give you an example. Have you ever had a moment, like maybe you're having a chaotic day, right? Maybe you're having like chaos with the kids, or you're having chaos at work, or you're having chaos like in business or whatever, and, and you're so overwhelmed with all this chaos that's happening all around you, and all of a sudden you, you bring yourself back, and you like draw yourself back, and you're just like, sure, God, like, have you ever had that moment? And you, you sort of like just pray, God, yo, this is bad. Uh, and it's as if in that moment when you call, you suddenly feel this availability. Like there's an availability to talk to him and there's an availability to engage with him. And what's happening in that moment? Is it that, are you, are you coming into his presence in that moment? Or like, like you're outside of his presence and now you're coming into it? Or what's actually happening is, you're coming into an, an awareness, you know, of that of that presence. Um, and you know, one example I was thinking of when I was writing this is it's an example of like you know when you're in a room and there's Wi-Fi, right? There's Wi-Fi signals, right? And you don't see the Wi-Fi signals. And if your phone's Wi-Fi is off, you're not connected to the Wi-Fi, right? But it doesn't mean the Wi-Fi isn't there, you know. If you want to interact with that Wi-Fi, all you have to do is really just switch it on on your phone, right? And then all of a sudden you connect to the Wi-Fi. But it's not that switching on your Wi-Fi created, you know, the it created the 
you know, the, exactly the bandwidth. Do create the, the Wi-Fi. It's just your phone connected to that. It's the same thing with God now. That we have this incredible freedom and this incredible dynamic relationship where we can literally connect with God anywhere, everywhere, in any moment. You know, He's as far as your awareness. There's no distance. Um, you know, at men's group, we go to men's group with, with Brendan and Dave and Tross. This is one thing that Brendan likes to say when he's praying. He says, Father, when we start with the meeting, he says, Father, we're coming into your presence. You know, and then he says, not that we weren't already there, but we're coming, bring ourselves into the awareness. You know? It's such an amazing thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I was sharing a few weeks ago at his people, and I was sharing this thought that I had that there was a time when, when we were praying, and we used to like always start our prayers by like, oh, Father, we come into your presence. Uh, until one day, like, the Holy Spirit just asked me, he's like, where do you think you're, you're coming from? You know, when you say, Father, we're coming to your presence, where exactly are you coming from? Or where were you that you think I wasn't there? You know? So what you're doing is allowing that stillness or allowing that realization. That's all it really is. Um, and uh, I really feel as though, as though God, God is calling us to be a people who are grounded and rooted in this understanding. You know, to just really sort of sit with it and get what it means. What does it mean that Christ is in me and I am in Him? What does it mean that my body is a temple of God's Spirit? What does it mean that I'm one Spirit of God? What does it mean that I live and move and have my being in God? What, what does that mean and, and what does that look like for my life practically? You know, uh, and we begin to realize that we have the fullness of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit everywhere that we go. You know, uh, and and when I say that God's bringing us into this awareness or, or wants us to live in this place, I don't mean in a striving kind of way. Because we, every time, you know, we have this inclination that every time we hear something, uh, we want to go and do it and make it happen. It's like, a, I don't know, it's such like a self-help. We live in a self-help world, so, you hear something you're like that's good. Now I got to live in this awareness of God. Like, oh my gosh, I need to be aware. But what I feel like is God's actually just calling us. What it is, it's more of like a restful confidence. It's not a striving thing. I have to be aware of God. It's a restful confidence of His presence, even in those moments. If not, especially in those moments where you don't actually ordinary. You know, when you're not actually feeling Him. You know. Um, so I I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two things. How does this apply to us? First of all, practically, you know, in our in our personal lives, and practically with the world around us. You know, as a church that I really believe that we we call to be people that bring impact into the world, and that go out and, and and you know bring impact to people around us. And, so I'm going to talk about how, how does it look like for us practically, personally, in our personal lives. Um, and the first thing is that, well, in my journey, what I realized is union and, and oneness and closeness to God is, is not a destination. Like, it's not a goal. It's the starting point. Like, it's, it's my very present reality. That's my starting point. So... 
So I'm, I'm not trying to get close to God. Right? I'm not praying because I want to get close to God. I'm not worshiping so that I get close to God. Right? I'm starting there, and now what does prayer look like if I'm really close to God? You know, what, what is worship? This interaction of, of relationship and it's 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 constant. Um, uh, I was thinking about that scripture. You know, the scripture where Paul says, "Pray without ceasing." You know, or some translations are like, "Never stop praying." Um, and if you think about that practically, that well, in our traditional definition of, of prayer, you see that scripture is basically impossible. You can't be praying all the time. You can't be praying 24 seven, like walking around speaking in tongues or whatever, because you need to have normal conversation with people. You like life happens. You need to do stuff. But if our understanding of prayer is from a place of union and a place of oneness, um, then that scripture is actually very practical. It's actually very easy because every moment I can be walking and living in an in an awareness of. God's presence with me, and I can engage with Him. Um, and so, I wrote here, suddenly the, the world becomes this place where every situation and every moment is an opportunity to, to engage with God. It doesn't matter if you work, it doesn't matter if you're jogging, it doesn't matter if you're cooking, you're taking a shower, every moment, every situation is, is, is an opportunity for us to be engaged with God's presence. Um, and, and I, I've, had, I've had very great moments in, in sort of places of silence where I lock myself in my room or whatever and I'm praying and I'm intentionally trying to get away from noise and stuff. Um, but I've, some of my most intimate moments, some of my most incredible moments of God were actually moments where God creeps up on me in very ordinary routine of my life, you know. Uh, I remember like when this one day when I was camp on campus in UCT and I was walking from upper campus to lower campus and I was just walking and I was just looking at the trees and they were so green and all of a sudden I just really began to feel like this appreciation and this awareness of God's presence and it was really overwhelming me to the point that like, I, I felt like crying. Uh, and then all these students walking around and like I'm like just looking so weird like I'm in tears, but it's like we 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 don't have to be uh, okay, let me word this carefully. The the moments of of worship and the moments of that strong presence of God are brilliant, incredible, life changing moments, right? But that presence of God is the exact same presence that you have when you're in your office. It's the exact same presence that you have at work. It's the exact same presence you have when you are driving or jogging or showering or in the toilet, you know. It's literally the same amount. And we, we don't have to be a, a people that live for those moments, you know. That's, that's how I was certainly like. I, I was a person who lived for those moments of like goosebumps and tears and, and, and just like, yo, God, I want to really have and I focused so much on that that I was missing in, in my everyday moments, yeah. everyday life, you know. Um, so I found something very interesting. It's in Matthew 6, and it's, it's an interesting thought. Um, 
the disciples come to Jesus and they're like, teach us how to pray, right? And up until this moment, Jesus has not taught his disciples to pray verbally, right? And the disciples come and they're like, teach us how to pray just like John's disciples. Like John's, John the Baptist taught his disciples to pray. Why aren't you teaching us how to pray? Uh, and so then Jesus teaches them, that, you know, our Father, our heart in heaven. Um, it's, it's interesting, but I was asking myself, I wonder why God never actually, Jesus never actually taught them to pray. Uh, and then I began to, to see it, like think about it. Jesus is God. You know, Jesus is fully God, fully man. He's fully God. And the disciples are waking up every day with Jesus and walking with him. You know, they go fishing together. They have breakfast together. They probably bath together. You know, they doing ministry together. When when Jesus is done with a parable and everybody else is confused, he takes them away and he explains it to them like, what do you guys think about what I said that time? Well, this is actually what it means. You know, so he's he, here they are and they are walking with God and they they experiencing him in their very daily ordinary routines. Um, the Son of God, you know, and they don't actually recognize that that is actually what prayer is all about. That it's like fellowship. But what they're saying is, give us something structured. Give us something with like uh, an intro and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a you know an exit and a punchline. And I can just imagine what Jesus was thinking when he when he taught them that prayer. Not that the Our Father is bad. I mean, but they were enjoying so much more, like just that practical walking with God. I feel like that's what God's really, really called us to, to that, that life of walking with Him and being aware of Him. And, and it's important because it really affects also how we, how we operate in, in the kingdom, you know, how we operate in our ministry to other people and our ministry to those around us, you know. Uh, we become a people because we're so rooted and grounded in, in an awareness of His presence. We we get to be people who bring that awareness to other people. You know, yeah. we get to partner with with the Holy Spirit and bringing other people into that awareness, or partnering with God and bringing other people into that encounter of His presence. You know, yeah. uh, like you 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 don't need to have like goosebumps down your spine and like, tickling in your ears to give someone a prophetic word. You know, you don't need tingling and goosebumps and shaking to pray for someone's healing. You know, and that, it's, it's awesome to experience that, but you can actually function from that, that stillness and that peace and that confidence of knowing that God's with you. Um, and I don't know if this happens to me only, but some of my best prophetic words are on my crappy days, you know, like when I'm not, when I'm not feeling, you know, necessarily that overwhelming presence, and I just decide, you know, I'm actually gonna go pray for this person, and then I give a prophetic word, and the person is like, oh my God, that's so accurate, you know, and then tears. It's just the irony of how God reminds us that, you know, He's operating at something that's much more real and much more deeper. Um, than we think. I was at, at we were in men's group with Richard and Brad last week, and there's this big guy, I think he's called Mark, right? Is he called the big guy? 
And he's like this really big guy, he's like a man's man, he's cracking all the jokes and, and he's like got a beer in his hand 24-7 and he's like the, the guy. And so like a really tough shell and so we were getting ready to leave and, and people were praying for each other and, and I just felt God saying like go pray for that guy. And I didn't feel like I had anything to say. But I just went and I put my hand on him and I just felt Holy Spirit saying, get started. Like, just, just, stop, just say stuff. Uh, and then, you know, we have this funny joke with Dave and Gaz. Like, what do you do when you get to someone and you don't have a prophetic word? Like, you have your defaults. It's like, no, God wants to use you. Right? Or, God's got a plan for your life. <laughs> but it's, it's, it is true, though. It is true. He does want you. But, but I began to like speak to this guy and just share with him like stuff like, look, you've got a tough shell, but you you're a much better. You're very soft inside, and just kept going and going and going and going. And this guy starts like he actually starts like shaking things, like some weird stuff. And then I'm like, whoa, what's happening? And then he's like, apparently, so he's. He never actually received like a prophetic word in his life. Like, wow. uh, it's amazing. One of the things I love in this church is that prophecy is so natural for everyone and just speaking into everyone's life. But he had never heard that affirmation and he was like, how do you know all this stuff about me and how do you know? Um, and I was like, it's just God affirming that he knows you. Um, and this is someone who, I mean, this is something that, that God did by in a very ordinary moment, you know, no goosebumps. Look, I'm not against goosebumps, by the way. I know I've said that word like a hundred times, so there's literally nothing wrong with, with that. If that's your way of encountering God. But I'm trying to, what I feel like God's bringing us into is an awareness of fullness of His presence in very ordinary, very daily moments. And that actually makes us very effective people, you know, in the kingdom. That makes us very effective people in, in everything we do. If we open, the world is suddenly this exciting place and filled with opportunities to, you know, to extend that presence. Uh, yeah, and that's all. So, I think we can, how do you close these? <laughs> do you pray, do you pray, what do you do? <laughs> We can stand and pray. Um, um, thank you, Father, that that there is no distance and there's no separation. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just begin to flow in our hearts and in our minds. Every excuse and, and every reason we give ourselves to believe the lie that we're separated from you and that there is distance and that you are disappointed in us and that we, we are out of reach. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are removing those lies and you are, you are bringing your light and you're bringing your truth in our hearts and in our minds. Thank you, Father, that we are all called to be people who are in a 
in, in an awareness of your presence. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that we, you continue to bring us in this awareness over and over and over and over and over again. That you would constantly remind us, Father, that you are with us, that you are infinitely available. Thank you, Father, that you, you've called us into this. Thank you, Father, that it's easy. It's not a striving thing. It's not a works thing. It's not a squeezing out thing. Thank you that you're just bringing hearts into the rest. Into the rest. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. It's just... Uh just stay in that attitude. Um, oh, thanks, Isha. Mm, so good. Just as Isha's praying, you can just sense the, the presence of God with us. And uh, I, just, I just feel like God is in this, in this quiet, restful moment. God is giving some of us just a new perspective on our 9 to 5. Our Monday to Saturday, Monday to Friday. And um, I just want to invite you just to just to engage with what the Spirit's doing in this moment. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For some of us who've just who've been in church and have been in meetings for so long, I feel like there's just a fresh invitation for us to enjoy His closeness and His nearness in the stillness, in the mundane. Thank you, Lord, that you have no agenda, but just to know it, to be with us. To reveal your heart to us, Lord. to our hearts. 
Peace to all minds. And a fullness of joy for our lives. Because in his presence there's fullness of joy. Thank you. 